All right, welcome back to another episode of the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast. Today we have Miss Katie Lucas of KT Rodeo Industries on as a guest. She is currently part of That Western Life podcast as a host, which is really exciting. She is a Miss Rodeo Canada alumni, a roper, a sideline reporter, and a rodeo stat junkie. Katie is a kind, humble, and genuine human being, and I'm so happy to have her on the podcast as a guest. Katie, how are you doing? I'm good, Kathy. Thanks for the nice intro. That was kind of you. How are you? I am well. What have you been doing uh, to keep busy during COVID? Oh, gosh. Well, I am. I have one more day left in my mandatory quarantine right now. I came back from Arizona uh, just 13 days ago, I guess. So uh, I have been just hanging out at home, uh, riding quite a bit, working on my computer a little bit. But trying to stay busy but honestly it hasn't been too bad we've got a big enough property here you know I go jog around the property and uh have a a few horses that I'm trying to keep in shape until I can get out again so it, it hasn't been too too bad no that's good with rodeo not happening right now can you pinpoint what specifically you're missing most about it gosh I think I'm such a storyteller and I love I mean, I love being back there and seeing the little intricacies and these little stories play out. So I think that's the thing that I miss the most. Uh, You and I both got to be a part of that amazing video with Rodeo Buddy uh, where we basically wrote a love letter, Dear Rodeo, to the 2020 season. And, you know, I said in that, one of my favorite stories that I love so much about Rodeo are the comeback stories. Because rodeo competitors are unbelievable in the way that they can come back from injury, adversity, anything. And so those ones in particular are ones that I miss the most when when we don't get to tell them. But just the stories in general, the funny things that happen, the, you know, the amazing rides, the tough rides, um, the fast runs, all of that. I just, I miss I miss it all, really, but I miss the storytelling aspect of it, too. I miss the storytelling aspect from the professional side, like the media side, where it's you or Barb Polson telling the story. But I also miss hearing people go down the road and and you you call someone up to have a chat with them and them telling their stories, too. (laughs) Those are always fun to listen to. I I know. I feel like the, the coolest part about rodeo, and if you talk to anyone that's retired whether they just retired and they're really craving it or someone that's been retired you know like my dad he retired in 06 I believe I think it's the the in-between times that they miss the most the hanging out at the trailer with their buddies or the drives in between rodeos and and the funny stories that happen along the way or whatever it may be I think those are the things that make rodeos so special I agree um, I want to know what made you decide to venture down the path of journalism. How did you get into that? So when I was just a couple years old, I met uh, Jennifer Smith when she was Miss Ready America, mm-hmm. and so I saw that. And being just a little girl, I saw how you know, glitzy and beautiful she was, and I decided I wanted to be a rodeo queen. And then Jennifer went on to do the sideline interviews at the NFR. And so I just had to do that too. And I don't know why I was so drawn to it because I was the most shy kid <laughs> ever. 
Like, Dad has an old video somewhere of him when he placed at the Calgary Stampede and they brought him on stage for an interview and he carried me up there with him. And they tried to get me to talk on the mic and I absolutely refused. I probably cried, but I like, <laughs> I just hid my face in his neck and I would not even look at the person interviewing. And then, you know, I think about a few years later, or well, quite a few years later, they had me on stage for Calgary or at Calgary on Kids Day. And one of the young competitors at the time, and he's now a professional bronc rider, but they asked him if he would talk about the Calgary Stampede's uh, novice program. And he was so shy. He didn't want to do it. So he made me do it. And <laughs> I just think it's so funny, you know, probably 10 years later, I'm up on the big grandstand at the Calgary Stampede talking about novice bronc riding and bareback riding. Like I know something about that. And, you know, and confidently. So I don't know how I did it. I don't know if it was a fake it till you make it sort of thing, but I was really drawn to it. I really wanted, I love rodeo so much and I just, I marvel at it and I, you know, I tear up when I tell it stories, even though I've grown up in rodeo my whole life. So I think that was probably a big driving force for me was, you know, I have to get brave, get confident so that I can help tell those stories. Um, so, but I honestly, I can't, I couldn't tell you why. I decided, like, I have to be like Jennifer Smith. I have to go and do all these extroverted things because I was not an extroverted person. And really, in my home life, I'm still not. I'm pretty <laughs> introverted. I love to just sit at my computer and work by myself. But uh, And even in friends groups, I'm pretty quiet, generally. So I don't know why I decided in my professional life I was going to do things like that. But but I chose. <laughs> yeah, and it's working out for you really well. You've you've done a lot of things. You've worked for the CPRA. You've worked for Flow Rodeo. Um, and you also have KT Rodeo Industries, which is really cool. And I'm going to ask you about that a little bit later. What were your plans for this year with, um, with what you were going to be doing for work? Well, I was kind of in between jobs when the virus hit. So uh, that kind of put a stop to everything, and that was a big reason that I'm back up here in Canada. Um, but I really hope, you know, I love, it's been so cool. I feel like I annoy my family while I'm here because every <laughs> night or every day when we turn the Cowboy Channel on and there's just rodeo on all the time, I keep saying, like, this is so cool. This is just the coolest <laughs> thing that we can watch rodeo any time of day. And we're watching, you know, one morning I had my coffee and I watched the night. NFR and then that night we watched the 2014 NFR and I just keep saying this is so cool so that's definitely something that I am striving to be a part of when the rodeos come back um, I'm definitely interested in, in working with them and um, so I hope that I can make that happen in the future and, and if not they just create so many avenues too so I think just them in general being a part of rodeo is going to create so many opportunities. And um, so for one, I definitely want to be a part of that. Yeah. But I think it's also just going to raise rodeo up as a whole and make more opportunities. Yes, I think that you would uh, be the perfect fit for that. As soon as I saw that we had the Canadian version of Cowboy Channel and RFD TV, I thought, Katie needs to be on top of this. Katie has to be that sideline reporter. <laughs> like that had your name all over it as far as I was concerned. So going back, going back to your, um, you were talking about how you were on stage and, and one of the novice bronc riders didn't want to speak. 
and you didn't really know how to, let's say. So you've recently released a new online course, and it's called Cowboys in the Media. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how maybe that could help a baby bronc rider like that? <laughs> Definitely. So growing up in the world of rodeo, I love hearing cowboys tell stories. And I think they are the best storytellers. And so as a kid, you know, we always, always had competitors here staying at the house in the summertime. And I would always beg my parents to let me stay up late on a school night so that I could sit and listen to them sit around the table and tell these amazing stories or funny stories or just, you know, unbelievable stories that come from the sport of rodeo. But then when I got into the media industry and started doing interviews, I saw those very same competitors not be able to articulate their stories simply because there was a camera or microphone in front of them. Mm -hmm. And so that's always been something that's been on my mind to change. And even I try in the way that I conduct an interview with a competitor, especially if it's somebody that I know might have a little bit of trouble, mm -hmm. I try to conduct it in a way that puts them at ease, helps them along. If I know something about them, I try and, you know, not lead them into an answer, but give them a hand and kind of point them in the right direction so that they can feel confident and they can actually fully tell their stories properly. Yes. So with that, I, uh, a few years ago, I created an in-person course that was kind of a, you know, one hour long session where I went over how some tips on how to do a proper media interview. And I always had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to make it bigger. So now this winter with having a lot of time on my hands, I have gone through and I've turned it into an online course. So the course uh, has five modules where we break down everything from, you know, how to sit, how to stand, where to look, uh, what to say without actually putting words in your mouth, but how to give you a good framework so that you can tell your story properly. Uh, and then taking that interview that is well done, something you can be proud of, and using it to your advantage. Because that's another place where I see competitors failing is, you know, they might be awesome and charismatic, but then what do they do with that interview after? Yeah. Why not leverage it to increase your popularity, which then makes you more money through sponsorships and, and helps you advance your career. So the course is goes over all of that. And I think it's something that's so needed in this sport because it's such a, it's a new world out there for yes. radio. And especially with things like the Cowboy Channel, with all these streaming platforms, you need to be able to do a good media interview now. But you also need to know what to do after the fact to use it to your advantage. So um, I've just launched the course now. I'm super excited about it. It's something that I've worked very hard on, and I really hope that competitors see the benefit of it too and, and want to be a part of it. I think that every single competitor should be jumping on that and getting a hold of it because well, I mean you. I mean so myself when I'm on camera I'm awkward as all heck and you've seen it firsthand but you've also <laughs> no. but it, you were also able to help me 
become a little bit better. Like after we did Let's Talk Rodeo, I feel like I did get a little bit better. I am no professional by any means. That's why I'm on this side of a podcast. You can't see my facial expressions. And and if I mess up, I can edit it out and that's all fine and dandy. But I can attest to your professionalism and your ability to work miracles. So I mean, hey, I I might even need this course myself as a refresher. So where can people find this course at? So I'm trying to blast it out everywhere. So you can go to my website, and it's ktrodeo.com. You can find me on social media. Um, at, you can just search me by my name or uh, by KT Rodeo, and all of the links are there. I'm going to do a big launch here in a couple days, so you should hopefully be able to see it. And then I just started an Instagram page for the course, as well that will have um, extra videos, tips from the pros, um, and just all, all kinds of extra free uh, pieces of learning or free tips for you as well that you can get from there. So you can follow that at just Cowboys in the Media. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. And you were by no means in need of a miracle. You were just <laughs> fine. You were just so you were a little green, but we, we got it figured out. You were a natural by the time we were done. I felt so bad for you and Rod. Oh, my goodness. No, you did great. Oh, that's so, And funny you say that, too, because uh, Rod, who um, I've worked with him for years now, um, and he works out of Edmonton in uh, what I would call the mainstream media, but has a real interest in rodeo. So he was a big part in helping me uh, bring this together. So I a big shout-out to him for all of his help because – I knew was it I knew I needed to have more than my opinion in there. Mm-hmm. So I have not just information from my brain. I have information from people like Rod who has thirty years of professional media experience and has interviewed, you know, not just cowboys, but interviewed, you know, major, major NHL hockey players, major people in uh, politics like he he's got an unbelievable amount of knowledge so a lot of his tips are in there and then I have other people from the rodeo industry too uh, like Jamie Johnson who works for the Cowboy Channel now Perfect. Um, and then as well as uh, professional rodeo competitors too uh, Shane Hanshi has a lot of tips in there Richmond Champion there's um, a lot of competitors that came in and, and really helped me out and I appreciate that so much uh, for everybody that, that played a part in it this is really exciting, Katie. I'm honestly, I'm going to go and uh, I'm, I'm going to make this happen and uh, send you some money and get this course for myself as soon as we're <laughs> done this interview. Honestly, I'm really excited awesome. about this for you, but I'm excited for, for everybody in the sport. Like, this is really important. If we want the sport to grow and move forwards and we want, you know, we want to be able to be on mainstream media, on TV, to be able to do these professional interviews is really important and especially to get your story out another thing um i remember listening to a uh, interview with craig weisgerber he had said you know uh, sometimes rodeo athletes don't seem to really get i don't know they always kind of have to be the tough guy like you watch a steer wrestler walking mm-hmm. back after his great run like he just probably won calgary stampede or something but they got this serious face like oh i meant to do that but it's like we need to get to know them a little bit more and see that personal mm-hmm. side that's actually a big uh, i mean a huge part of the course is telling your story giving you the permission to say how you really feel and and there is a section on there on showing emotion and you don't have to show fake emotion if you're not an emotional person 
that's totally fine. But like you said, you don't have to be the tough guy. If yeah. you are pumped because you won something, be pumped. Like yeah. if you are going to cry, let them roll. Like it doesn't matter. And honestly, it's hard in rodeo because lots of times the criticism comes from your buddy. Yeah. The back of the shoots or whatever. But you know, in my mind, they're not the ones that pay your bills. They're not the ones that are getting you sponsorships. No. So if you just forget about that, forget about being embarrassed, be who you are. And then if you're able to tell your story that way, show people who you are, then you'll get even better sponsorships because like-minded people are going to be drawn to you. So you're going to get, you know, paid more because they're more invested in you. They're going to be those sponsors that last longer. And I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Why would you take a media course if it's not going to make your career better financially? So if you're putting that money in, I have hopefully built this course to where you're going to get more money out of it. That's great. I'm, I'm really excited for this, Katie. So what other services do you provide with uh, KT Rodeo Industries? So KT Rodeo was kind of a, a way for me to bring it all together. I was very lucky with the school that I chose, the college that I chose, because we had to do everything. We did marketing, PR, we did uh, graphic design, print journalism, broadcast journalism. You know, we had the TV station, the radio station. Then we would have to design a website. So I had all of these different things that I could do. So KT Rodeo was kind of a way to bring it all together. So um, I can do, I've done, you know, promotional videos. We can do... Um, I, a part of my course is we can do one-on-one training. So we can do some practice interviews. I help some competitors with their social media accounts to leverage those and, and make them better, make them more appealing to your sponsors. Um, I've done, you know, there, there are some accounts that I help with that maybe I don't do the posts, but I'll do consultations for them so I can help them create a framework for it. And, you know, things like writing. I write a lot. I love writing. Uh, so I'm hoping to pick that up a little bit more as well in kind of my time off right now. So kind of the sky's the limit. And I try to be a one-stop shop. Um, the only thing that's not my favorite thing to do is to actually sell your sponsorships. But my big <laughs> thing is I'm going to make you more appealing to a sponsor And so you can have that conversation yourself with them. Um, And I also create sponsor packages as well. So we can create a really professional-looking sponsor package that you can email to a sponsor or walk into a boardroom with a sponsor and hand to them and just look like the professional that you are, even if, you know, you're no good at Photoshop or putting words together. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, you're just kind of a a one-stop shop for everything. That's, you know, Katie, people really need to utilize your services if they're not already. Oh, I was just going to say, I think my biggest goal is just make the sport better. And the best way I know how to do that is kind of from the ground up with the athletes. So everything I try to do, I try to think of, is this helping either this individual competitor or all competitors? in whatever project I'm working on. So I think that's that's my biggest motivation with doing all of this is just to make it better for them. I grew up with my dad being a professional rodeo athlete. My brother's a professional rodeo athlete. And I see where the sport can be better 
for them. So I think it's the, the best way I know how to help this sport. You're, you're doing a great job of it, Katie. We are lucky to have you. I guess I want to know, what would you have for like one quick tip for someone that you could offer if someone was going to an interview and they looked at you, Katie, help, what would you, what would you quickly say to them to help them out with that interview? Oh, I think I'll give you a couple. Okay. Uh, first, I want you to chat with the person that's going to be interviewing you ahead of time. And I don't mean call them up and say, what is every single thing you're going to ask me? Uh, when you show up there, show up early and just visit with them mm-hmm. beforehand. Visit with the cameraman. Visit visit with the broadcaster themselves. Uh, that's going to help you realize that they're a real live human too, so you don't have to be so nervous. <laughs> and so immediately that's going to help you calm down a little bit more. And then as you're answering questions, never, here's my number one tip, Never, ever give one or two word answers. You yes. can never do that. For me, as a broadcaster, I am now scrambling to come up with my second question because you've given me absolutely nothing to go off of in the first one. But that doesn't tell us anything. So think about when you're answering a question, answer the why. Why does it make you feel that way? Why were you excited for this horse or Why are you excited to win this event in particular? Give us details. Don't be afraid to dive deeper and don't be afraid of, you know, it being too complicated for someone to understand. A good broadcaster will ask you more questions about it if they think that the audience needs clarification on it. So I think just don't be afraid to say more than a couple words and please don't give standard answers anymore. I, I cannot tell you how not exciting it is to hear like, oh yeah, that was a really good horse. I'm really happy. Of course you're happy. You won. (laughs) So tell me something I don't know. So I think, I think that's the biggest thing. Chat with them ahead of time so that you can just relax and get used to them and, and realize that they're a real life human being. And then never, ever give me one or two word answers. Give me the why give me what was going through your mind just give me anything those are great tips even even for myself I can remember when I met you guys and we were gonna do some intro video on the let's talk rodeo and oh my goodness this guy's got a really big camera and really bright lights and that's just it I was so nervous but then once you start chatting with Rod then you can kind of calm down a little bit you know you're Mm -hmm. it's it starts to just be a normal conversation and and you can be kind of put at ease by that so those are awesome tips Folks, if you are interested in this, which you should be, you need to go and get on this. So it's Cowboys in the Media. Check it out for sure. So something else I want to chat to you about a little bit. Uh, you were voted as one of Cowgirl Magazine's top 30 under 30 this year. And I think that's so cool, Katie. So uh, tell us all about that experience. Thanks. It was, uh, it was very surprising. I just, you know, I randomly got a message from them to say that I had been nominated and please fill out this form. And I really, I honestly didn't think much of it at first. And so I, I just filled it in and sent it back. And I, I was very excited, of course, but I didn't really understand the magnitude of it. And then all of a sudden I get this message saying that I was chosen as Cowgirl Magazine's um, part of 30 Under 30. And First, they sent the list of all the other 
girls that were on there. And that just, it amazed me to be a part of that. You know, there, there were people like Haley Kinsel on there. Um, Shaley Ham with West Desperado. There's so many absolutely unbelievably amazing women on there. And both from, you know, both rodeo competitors like uh, Jordan Joe Fabrizio, who she was the first woman to win the breakaway roping in Cheyenne, to uh, country music singers Maddie and Tay. Like, it, it was absolutely amazing to be a part of that group of women. So that shocked me at first and kind of made me realize that it was a big deal. And then all of a sudden, you know, we had all of these amazing sponsors that were sending us things too. And I, I mean, I just, I appreciate that so much just to, to have that recognition from those sponsors. And then all of a sudden we got an invite to be on stage at the American as well for the awards. So that was really cool to be up there and be looking out and the performance was about to start and they brought us all up and it, it just was such a special experience and I, I can't thank Cowgirl Magazine and all of their sponsors for the award enough for that because I mean it's not it, it's as cliche as it sounds and I know you're going to laugh but it, it's not about the awards it's about you know the, the job and, and you knowing that you did something good but it is really special to have someone recognize you and just say, like, hey, I see what you're doing. Yes, I agree. I agree. And But, Katie, you represent rodeo so well. You've been an integral part, in my opinion, in upping media coverage for Canadian rodeo and rodeo in general. So I'm glad. I'm glad that they were able to do that and have you be a part of that. It's I well-deserved, absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you. It it was really, I know I've said the word a few times now, but it was really amazing to be a part of it. And I just, I, I can't thank them enough. Well, I want to know also, um, with being part of Cowgirl Magazine's Top 30 Under 30, what does being a cowgirl mean to you? I think this is actually one of their questions that they asked. And oh. <laughs> I think, I think it can mean anything. Today's cowgirl does not need to even ever set foot on a horse. I think anybody that's involved in the Western heritage can be a cowgirl just in your actions. So whether that's, you know, a rodeo mom in the stands, I've got a rodeo mom that she, I've seen her ride a horse twice in my entire life, but she can watch me at a rodeo. And if I miss a steer or have a bad run, she can tell me what went wrong because she's just so dedicated to supporting all of us and following the sport. Um, or it could be a fashion influencer like Shaylee Ham. She wrote an amazing piece about um, how anybody can be a cowgirl and started the hashtag I am a cowgirl movement. Um, or it could be someone that is, you know, your more traditional cowgirl, whether that be on a ranch or in the rodeo arena with all of these new opportunities that women have in the sport today, whether it be barrel racing and all of the amazing jackpots um, and, you know, big money barrel races that there are, not only with that, but with professional rodeo as well, or in the breakaway world or team roping or whatever it may be. I think as long as you are out there 
pumping up rodeo and the Western lifestyle, supporting it, being a part of it, and promoting it in your own special way, that makes you a cowgirl. I don't care what you do. If you're doing that, you're a cowgirl in my eyes. I love that. Uh, who, over the years, who have been your mentors and, and who inspires you? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, first, it was definitely Jennifer Smith. Yes. Um, I She was definitely the one that set me on the path. And it was funny because I didn't actually, I met her when I was two. And then when I was 22 as Miss Rodeo Canada in Vegas. Uh, so it's just funny that someone that is not actually a part of your life can have so much influence on you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, there's other broadcasters like Pam Minnick, Katie Kaufman. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love Janie Johnson. Mm -hmm. She, you know, today inspires me to work harder because she knows her stuff. She's so quick and and with it with rodeo. Um, And then Canadian broadcasters too, like Diane Finstead, she, she set the path for all of us women up here or just rodeo journalism in general in Canada. And I love Diane so much. I, I always, she, I laugh because I take pictures of her working all the time and I send them to her after and she's like, Oh, I didn't see you there taking pictures, but I love to see her work. And, you know, to be at, at the CFR the last couple of years, I've loved being shoulder to shoulder with her and just her knowledge and, just how how much she knows. I I don't know if I will ever be able to fit that much knowledge in my head. And but I'm I'm gonna try because she inspires me to work that hard to do it. So I think there's a lot of a lot of people out there that they I like the competition from them. I'm so happy that I get to work alongside people like Diane, Janie, um, all of those people because they're so good at what they do. So it inspires me to keep working harder so that I can stand beside them. Um, since we don't have any rodeos right now, let's reminisce. What is your favorite rodeo and why? Oh, that's a hard one. I think there's just certain parts of all rodeos that I love. Um, I got to go to Pendleton for the hundredth anniversary and that is something I will never forget. Uh, Pendleton, when, when they had their 100th anniversary, they invited back every single person that had ever won the Pendleton Roundup and their family. Wow. And so I was in high school and got to go, and I was actually the Alberta High School Rodeo Queen and went there with my family. And that rodeo, I haven't been back since, but I want to go so badly because it's just, it's so cool. It's with the grass and all the history there it's one of the coolest rodeos out there so definitely Pendleton's one of my favorites um I love Calgary just it's so big it's so grand they take care of their contestants um so I appreciate that and it's it's fun for me because it's kind of it's right down the road so uh especially the last couple years having Kyle competing in there in it again too it's been cool to see the contestant side of it again because we were spectators for a long time after dad retired Mm -hmm. so uh it's been cool to be you know in those in the spectator stands with all the other wives and mothers and family members so uh i definitely love calgary um the nfr of course of course that one is, (laughs) is a given 
uh, Cheyenne, I got to go there as Miss Rodeo Canada, and that one was really cool as well. Um, just seeing the long score there, like to see a contestant back in the box and watch those fresh calves or steers just kind of walk out there, and you have to just wait and wait and wait until they get, I forget how long the score is there, but until they get, you know, ways out, and they, they're fresher, so they don't know to just take off and get going. So sometimes you have to wait what seems like ages while you're, you know, waiting to see your start. And uh, I'm trying to think of just some other top ones for me, but I think every rodeo has its place. Yeah. Um, Pinoka. I can't can't forget them. They're like my second home. I love all those boys on on the Pinocchio Stampede board. They're just they're so kind to me, and and they they gave me some amazing opportunities. Um, you know, I posted the other day when they announced that they unfortunately had to cancel the rodeo for this year. I posted the um, the picture and the link to the video of Nicole Briggs and I yes. uh, running a steer there. And, you know, what other rodeo would take a chance on a set of rodeo queens <laughs> roping a steer? So it was it was really cool. And it, it gave us such a cool platform to show that rodeo queens are not just a pretty face up on a horse. And it's something that we knew for a long time. Rodeo mm-hmm. queens are, you know, such multifaceted, very smart, put together, and usually individuals that have a lot going on outside of the rodeo queen world, but people don't get to see it. So it gave us that, you know, not just a pretty face sort of platform. And, and those, the board members were so excited. Like we, we really were royalty after that in their eyes. So <laughs> I can't thank that rodeo enough for what they've done for me. But I think every rodeo has, a little something that I love or a little something that stands out for me. So I can't really pick one, uh, but those are, those are definitely some highlight ones for me. Is there any rodeos that you have not been to, whether it be as a spectator or as Miss Rodeo Canada that you want to go to? Ooh, that's a good question. I think Reno would be really cool to go to. Um, I'd also love to go rope there in the ladies CFI. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Um, that is one thing that I hope to pursue a little bit more and hit up more arenas to actually compete in. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe that'll be my, my goal or my, my answer for you there is I'd like to, I've dusted off the breakaway rope, but then there's also some cool team ropings that I've always wanted to go to. Um, so I think maybe that that's my answer for you. So there's a bunch of pro rodeos out there that I'd love to go break away at. That would be really cool to see, Katie. I'll be cheering for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Got to got to get a horse again, but we're uh, we're working on that. I'll borrow one from your brother. Yeah, I, I try. <laughs> You've got a pretty cool little mare I've been roping on, but uh, it's hard hard to finagle them from him all the time. Oh, geez. So making the the big drive back home, I want to know what are some of your favorite podcasts, whether they're rodeo related or non-rodeo related? Well, yours for sure. (laughs) I had a a good listen. Um, But I like in the rodeo world, uh, Rump Chat. That's one of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just ridiculous, some of the stuff that they say, (laughs) but I 
I love it. They had one out recently uh, with John Payne, the one-armed bandit. And if you guys haven't listened to it yet, you have to. It's unbelievable. His story, uh, they tell the story of how he lost his arm. And I, I won't give it away. Okay. You have to listen to it. It's unbelievable. And I'm trying to think of other rodeo-related ones. Blazing Trails uh, yeah. with Devin Riley. He is storytelling. And, of course, I love storytelling. So I definitely like that one. And then outside of rodeo, uh, there's one that's kind of my guilty pleasure one. It's called Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. <laughs> and it's, it's ridiculous. It's, they read one-star Yelp reviews. <laughs> and so you can imagine just how terrible they are. And they came up with the name because somebody reviewed a beach. And they legitimately one person legitimately complained that the water was too wet and then another person complained that the beach was too sandy (laughs) and so that's kind of my turn your brain off and you know don't don't think about anything and just have a laugh this podcast definitely gonna be checking that one out too that sounds hilarious (laughs) it's good and then If I want to do anything business-wise, I always listen to Brody Pearson Mm -hmm. um, with his branded podcast. And then I I really like Gary Vee as well. Yeah, those are great podcasts as well. I do enjoy them myself. Mm -hmm. Something something that I often ask on my personal Facebook page, but I haven't really been asking um, on any of my podcasts, what are you grateful for? You know what? I... I sat back the other day and I thought to myself, you've been using the word appreciate a lot. And I think that's really cool because I have so many good friends out there right now that I find myself actually remembering to tell them how much I appreciate them. And so I think for me, it's the good people in my life that, will bend over backwards for me, will, you know, pick me up when I'm down, will give me a kick in the butt if I need it to. And so I think it's, it's all the people in my life that are a part of my support system. I think I'm, I'm very grateful for them. This one I used to ask all the time on all of my written NFR and CFR interviews, and then a lot of people didn't really have an answer, but I figured yourself, as a former Miss Rodeo Canada, you'd have an answer for this. What is your favorite lipstick? Oh gosh, I'm nervous now. <laughs> what is your favorite lipstick and your favorite pair of cowboy boots? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well you're going to laugh at me on the lipstick front, because that is the piece of makeup that I forget all the time, <laughs> so... My favorite lipstick is Burt Bees in the color rhubarb because it's comfortable. It feels like lip cap. It doesn't feel like lipstick. Um, and then my favorite pair of cowboy boots, if we're going for fashion boots, I have to say Old Gringo for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, they're so comfortable right from the first time you put them on, and they look really nice and feminine, and and, um, I, and they have, like, you know, as you know, all kinds of styles and looks to them. So I think old gringo for a fashion boot. Well, Katie, that about wraps it up for me. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add to this podcast episode that I did not cover? You know what? I was thinking about it. And I think that since you've been so kind to have me on the podcast, why don't we offer for my course, because you were so kind to let me talk about it. 
why don't we offer a discount code for all of your listeners? So if they want to do the course themselves, um, they can get a discount on it. How does that sound? Yeah, I think that would be awesome, Katie. Cool. Well, why don't we say if you go to the course and you plug in Lipstick 20, you can get 20 bucks off of the course. Perfect. And so anybody... Yeah, anybody out there that's listening or any of your fans, um, if you go to uh, the Cowboys in the Media course, then um, plug in Lipstick 20. We can make that happen. Awesome. Thank you so much. And what is the link, once again, for people to find the course at? So the easiest way for you to find it is if you go to ktrodeo.com. Or find me on any of my social media, you'll be able to find it on there as well. But probably the easiest way is just ktrodeo.com. It is on the homepage. It's got its own tab. It's even going to pop up and ask you if you'd like to check it out when you go on there. So, um, yeah, so just go to ktrodeo.com. You will find the course. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining me tonight, Katie.